Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Well, it's great to be back with you folks on this 181st podcast. And uh, as always, my co-host, my friend Stephanie Wesco is with me. And Stephanie, give us a quick update on the Wesco worship team, on what's going on with you and how you're doing. Well, we're doing good, Doug. The um, two senior members of the Wesco worship team are going to be singing tomorrow morning in church. Praise God. So, um, yeah, they were practicing today for that. So, And who are those senior um, members? Is it Daniel and Charles or? Yes. Yep. That would be Daniel Charles. Mm. I keep trying to get Joe to sing with them, but he's in that stage of life, that wonderful stage of life where he goes to sing and he squeaks. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's hitting puberty. Yeah. Poor kid. Yeah. The poor kid. He's like, mom, what's going on with my voice? I'm like, Oh, I am really, really sorry. There is an end in sight, but um, of that squeaking, but it's it's going to be a little while. So wow. he didn't want to sing today. So Daniel and Charles are singing tomorrow. So Daniel and Charles are singing um, with their, two of their uncles tomorrow. So oh, oh praise God! You know, old uh, old puberty is a nasty thing for men. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's not the most pleasant thing for girls either. So. <laughs> it's just not a pleasant time for anybody. And uh, it isn't. And, uh, but if you are a parent of somebody who's reaching puberty right now, you have our prayers. But anyway, here Amen. we are. Oh, man. Hey, can I, can I grab some of those prayers? Because yeah. I'm like in a constant state of that, like for the next how many years? 25 or something. Yeah, I don't Thanks, know. Thanks, Doug. I appreciate that. Well, you that... got Joe, then you're going into Hudson, uh, then you're going into Steffi, yeah. and, then, yeah. uh, and then right behind There's him is old Samuel, and then Caleb, and then... Uh, Emmy line and uh, wow yeah you got one after another for probably you'll have a puberty situation going on for the next at least 10 for years. 12 14 years yeah yeah so anyway here we are and Psalm 4 is not about puberty but uh, it is about praying <laughs> and trusting God and, uh, it, it might be able to be applied to the parents of yeah. children going through puberty. And, I don't know. And, and, and full disclosure, <laughs> folks, we messed up. We promised a song or a verse, and we're actually going to have a hymn book with us next time, but uh, we always promised to sing a chorus or a verse to you guys, and we forgot to yesterday. I, I hope you forgive us. We already went over our time a little bit, or I'd go back and, 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 and you know, load it in there or something like that. But we got we'll uh, Stephanie's going to do Fear Not My Child, the first verse, and the chorus today because we only been doing the the choruses before she'll do that in a minute because here we are we're in this psalm uh four it's about trusting god and it starts right out with that word here uh hear me when i call O god of my righteousness thou hast enlarged me when i was in distress have mercy upon me and hear my prayer O ye sons of men how long will you turn my glory into shame How long will ye love vanity and seek after leasing? But know that the Lord hath set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. I just want to stop there and say that is significant that God has set apart us 
and that New England came out there. He set us apart for those that are godly. And we and, and, and verse number four, we stand in awe and sin not. We commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still, Selah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Boy, that's a prayer that we all should have. Mm. Thou has put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. For thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. You know, we just came from a psalm, Stephanie, in Psalm 3, where he was needing help with his sleep. And, you know, I love mm -hmm. how the book of Psalms is uh, evolving, how there's how these songs in the night, these these songs that God gives us in darkness, that God gives us in hard times, that God gives us when our PTSD is messed up, that God gives us when our lives are messed up, that God gives us when we're dealing with puberty, that God gives us when we're <laughs> kids are going through that crazy stuff. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, right away, right there, he's, He's, he's talking about, hear me when I call, Lord. Answer me when I call, <laughs> please. Yeah. Uh, thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. And boy, God has enlarged me before as well. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about just enlarging my soul and my spirit for him. And uh, Stephanie, as you come out of that first couple verses, talking about the son of men, sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing? I mean, what comes to your mind when you look at those first two? I'm asking you to hear me, God, and have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. And then he's going to, the other thing is he's going to the sons of men. I mean, what's that saying to you? Well, I, that first verse is precious to me. Um, I know that verse is written down in, in my Bible journal from last year. Um, which, quite honestly, was one of the only things that got me through um, a good portion of 2019 was that Bible journaling every day. Yeah. And um, I need to get back to it. <laughs> I need to get back to it and, and glean the encouragement. Um, I should say harvest the encouragement. Now, now just not to interrupt you, but this is important. Can you tell folks... What is the art or what is, what do you do when you Bible journal? So, um, for me throughout 2019, um, it started off with, um, using a pre-written, um, Bible journaling plan where, um, there was maybe two verses, there was maybe five verses a day that was planned out and it would be on a specific subject. Um, so one month may cover fear, one month may cover, um, an attribute of God, but the Lord began using that journaling and those pre-planned verses even would, would fall on days that it was like, whoa. And God began using that to, in my healing process. Um, as those verses became literally, they became food that fed me, that gave me, they were my oxygen. They gave me my smile. Um, they but what did you reason to so, live the day? So I just want to go back to the act of it, not what you. I think what you got out of it's awesome. But for somebody who's never Bible journaled, you actually read a verse that you that 
helped you in some right. way? So you right. wrote you the read verse them out? And then write them out. Yes, sir. Yep. I would write them out. Um, I would have the date and then I would write them out. And some days, not, not, not all the days, but there were some days I would write beside it how God used that verse to help me that day. Um, for instance, um, when I go back, I know exactly what day I found out I had liver tumors because all I wrote that day was, I can't write anything today. Yeah. And it was like that day I could not even wrap my head around reading a verse of scripture. The day I found out I had to liver tumors. Um, but the day that I found out I was cancer free, man, there's two pages of mm. verses and um, verses that God gave me the day before I found out I was cancer free. There's two pages of verses that God had given me um, that were precious. And so um, Bible journaling for me is something that is a way that I can and have that, that pile of 12 stones um, for me personally, you know, a way that I can communicate with, um, that God's communicated with me and a way that I can keep record of the ways God specifically worked in my heart and my life in the midst of different things. And, um, it's become, become very precious in that sense. Um, but that, ver that first verse from Psalm four is in my, that Bible journal. And I remember, um, as I would read through the Psalms, begging God for help, begging him for some encouragement of that verse jumping out at me when it says thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Um, when I think of enlarged me, I think of you, you've built my foundation stronger so I don't fall over. You have, you're my strength. When I think of God enlarging me, um, I think of God making me strong, him being the one that keeps you from collapsing and i had experienced that firsthand yeah um, yeah and, and and you know i like that idea of claiming those verses on your your journal but that that four one uh, i was in distress have mercy upon me and hear my prayer boy i think i think that's a verse that we all should claim and then verse two yeah. now did you include that or no i didn't um but I almost think that's God talking back of God saying, Oh, ye sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing? And I think that's a, a call of God to all of us, specifically his people, those of us who claim to know him, those of us who claim to be his disciples. How long will you turn my glory into shame? You know, I think of Eli's sons who were priests yeah. and the way they turned God's glory, they turned who God was into shame. Yep. They brought such shame to Jehovah and God saying, how long will you do that? And, you know, David would have known um, those stories. David would have known those um, accounts of what Eli and his sons did in that tabernacle that brought such shame to God and who he was. And then, the, the, you know, you get slapped when you read, how long will you love vanity and seek after leasing? How long will you love emptiness? Mm. How long will you live for that? Which is not, I think of, you know, going into the new Testament when Jesus said, well, what shall it profit a man 
if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul, that was not spoken to someone who's lost. Yeah. That's spoken to someone who knows God. That's right. But they are filled with so much emptiness of this world that they gain everything that this world has to offer from a human perspective. But when they get to heaven, all they have laid up for themselves is stuff that's wood, hay, and stubble, that the moth has eaten, the rust is corrupted, it's worthless in heaven. And I think of the verse where Jesus said, lay that up for yourselves, treasures upon earth, or moth and rust of corrupt, where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And I think this is a challenge here that as we call on God, as we ask him to enlarge us and have mercy upon us, God saying, turn from that emptiness. Let my glory be your glory. Don't turn my glory into shame by living for the here and now. And verse three is beautiful. This verse is such a comfort, especially I think for those of us who God has taken through breaking processes And, you know, I know for anyone who has lost a spouse or lost a child or been through something like that, you've been broken. Yeah. And um, God gives us a special chance in those times to reevaluate what we're living for. And, um, you know, I know someone who's a missionary and their spouse was just killed and they have kids and... I, I go, God, why? Why do you take the missionary spouses? Why do you take the ones? And then I come back to God saying, don't turn my glory into shame. Because my glory, how I choose to get my glory is up to me. Your job is to glorify me and to let me enlarge you and let me show myself strong. Yeah. And take that promise that God knows who belongs to him. And we can take that promise of knowing, he says, but know that Jehovah that's has cool. set apart yeah, no, him that's... that is godly for himself. Yeah, yeah, God knows. And us. that's a beautiful, yes, it's a beautiful promise to me that God knows who loves him. God knows those who are seeking to serve him. And he knows those who come to him and cry out, for that enlargement, they cry out for that mercy. And he says, the Lord will hear when I call unto him. And I'll be honest, Ed, there's times that I do not think God is hearing when I'm calling to him. Yeah. And I think anyone who has been through a sudden loss, um, where you don't get that chance to even pray for their healing, you know, it's a done deal. You never get to say, God, do a miracle and heal them because they're already gone. But God hears when we call on him and he enlarges us in that distress because then it's all him. And I go back to what you told me, um, that it's okay to be broken. It's okay to be in that place of, in a sense, feeling completely useless because then it's God enlarging us. Then it's God putting us back together. We know it's God who is with us in our distress and bringing that glory out of the midst of a very horrific situation because that's how he glorifies himself and that's how he shows himself strong. Mm -hmm. 
He really does. And, you know, I like verse number six really spoke to me, too. Yeah. And, and the verses you were covering are so good. Verse number six, there, there be many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of the continents upon us, of thy continents upon us. And it's only God. And God alone is the source of our blessing. Going back there to Psalm number one, uh, blessed, uh, you know, happy. God alone is that source. And I think that's what you were just talking about is, you know, how long are you caught up in this vanity? You know, how long are you, uh, you know, how long are you in this place? And, uh, and, and how bad is it? You know, uh, you're worthless. Vanity means worthlessness. And, uh, yeah. you, you know, and leasing has got this idea that it's a falsehood. You don't own it. You know, you're just, uh, and I, I think that as we look at this and as we go on, the most important thing, the most practical thing, the thing that matters here the most is that all good comes from God. God alone is the author of good. And then I think the, I think the whole psalm changes, Stephanie, right there. I think in verse 7, thou has put gladness in my heart more than in the time of that corn and wine, more than when we had a ton of corn and we had fresh wine, more than that, God has put gladness in my heart. And if, if you want gladness in your heart, if you want happiness in your heart, if you want to be blessed, if you want to be that person uh, that has that continence of God, if you want to be that person that goes to that place, you find it right here. You find it in God. It's God. Yeah. He's the one you need to plug into. And then I will both lay me down in peace and sleep. He's He's buying it. He's bought into this, Stephanie. It's like the last Psalm. He's saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to lay down in peace yeah. and sleep for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. I mean, his enemies closing in. There's people who hate him. They want the new guy. They, uh, you know, we live this over and over again in our generations. They're closing in and, and he's afraid, uh, but he's not afraid because he's saying, man, the Lord's going to give me this. And, and that makes yeah. me come to the song. Uh, I think we're at a place where we need to do fear not my child, verse one. <laughs> with the chorus, and then wrap up in a practical side. Now, are you ready for okay. Fear Not My Child? Yes, verse yes, one, but we skipped, over, we skipped over verse 4 and 5. We can't do that. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Selah, let it be. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. So we stand in awe of God. What does that word mean? I think there's a sense here where when we are broken, we get a special privilege from God to reverence him in a way that many people maybe never do. Yeah. And I think there's a sense where God's grace plays in here when we choose to obey and give glory to God. And, and when you're in the midst of a trial, giving glory to God is either the easiest or the hardest thing to do. Yeah. And... Um, I think that reverence of God is huge because if we choose to get angry and bitter at these times of distress, we end up sinning. And so we're given the option. We either stand in awe or we do not stand in awe and we sin. There's the two choices. And the communing with your own heart upon your bed and being still, that idea of you get alone, you get with God, and he's going to get you through. And just that being still and knowing that he is God. Verse 5 hit me hard, Doug, because it says, Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. It took me back to Romans 12. Yeah. And I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present yourselves 
a living sacrifice and offering a sacrifice of righteousness. We have nothing righteous in and of ourselves. In other words, I'm offering myself, God, you're my all in all. Yeah. And I'm giving myself as a living sacrifice to you. And as we do that, it enables, with God's help, we can then put our trust in the Lord as we obey him, as we offer ourselves to him in the midst of our distress, in the midst of our trials. And to see the beautiful progression of chapter four, I see the healing process from PTSD. Mm. And um, it's a beautiful, Psalm 4 is beautiful because we see David go through this process of seeking God's face and he ends up with rest. Yeah, and, we, and that's the process God has for each one of us. It's been everyone. through trauma. That's right. And, and you know, this is an evening prayer because we know he's laying down to go to sleep. And uh, so we know this is all a prayer and how his heart feels. But I love that word stand. That was a word that we looked up in an exegetical study in the seminary. And literally, it's got this idea of stand there and tremble in awe. That's how great our God is. Take your fears. Yeah. Take all that stuff that's bothering you and tremble in front of God. He'll take it from you. Stand right there. Just, you know, sometimes it's hard to stand. You know, when your kid gets hurt and you go, you all right? <laughs> that's what I think of right there. David's hurt, man. He's afraid. And... Uh, and I, I think that's what's going on there. And like you said, offer yeah. the sacrifices of righteousness. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And folks, we've got some reasonable service that we got to do. And David's showing reasonable service here. Yeah. He, he really is. And anyway, yeah. uh, Stephanie, as we buzz through this time, we promised a song. But I'm glad we went back to four and five. That helped me a lot. But we promised these folks a song. Are you ready for Fear Not My Child? Verse number one. I, I will do it. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> Sometimes I wake with pain and fear of dying. It hurts so bad. No answers here to find. But then I hear my Savior softly speaking. Trust me, my child, I'm right here by your side. Fear not, my child, I've walked the path you're walking. Fear not, my child, I'll carry you along. Fear not, my child, and trust in the eternal. Your faith's reward, your comfort, and your song. Man, just as David celebrates the Lord as he finishes Psalm number four, and he lays down for peace and sleep, we pray for the same thing for you. Hey, folks, listen, the most important reason that everything, why we do that. Well, I want to make one correction first. I always say that how's the Wesco worship team? We know that their band is called Stephanie Wesco and Family. And if you want to listen to Fear Not My Child, uh, you can do that. You can just Google it or YouTube it. It's on YouTube and you can listen to that whole song and hear it professionally recorded instead of coming in and out across phone lines uh, by a thousand miles. But anyway, uh, I'm thinking, Stephanie, the most important reason we're together, the most important reason we do this podcast, what is that, Stephanie? 
Well, Greg, we just, our, our greatest heart's desire is that any person who ever listens to us will stand with us in heaven one day, having accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Yes, and that yeah. is our greatest desire, is for every listener to know him yes. as the one who died for them and loves them. Yeah. So, folks, here's a little bit about what we're going to tell you about that now. Make sure you listen to this. And if you've got questions about being saved and how you can know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, find us on our private Facebook pages. Find us on Helpful Wounded Spirits. We want you to know for sure that you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And uh, thank you. And uh, have a good day. Listen to every word. It's so important. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.